Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian, and as you can probably tell, the search for a new co-host is still on. Uh, we do have some people. See, I said we. It's always still a little weird for me because I'm so used to saying we with all the podcasts that I do because I'm so used to doing them with uh, co-hosts. Please pardon me. Uh, my apologies if I go ahead and say we by accident. I right now am currently looking for a new co-host for Ian Hates Music. We still have some upcoming tryouts to see who might be able to join the show. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm realizing we have some really great listeners. Uh, so it's very nice to interact with people and to see how they like the show, what they want to add to the show as well. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But for now, I would also like to go ahead and announce that I am very excited because the interviews are back. Uh, I've been working on this for a while, uh, going back and forth. We had a lot of scheduling conflicts with people. I had said a while back, I think this was a past episode, but it is the summer season. And it is hard sometimes to get people, especially since we're in the throes of Warp Tour time, which is great. Like I am really excited to hear people's Warp Tour stories. Uh, I know they just went through Texas and now they're moving along uh, the Midwest, I believe. And I know I should be going to Warp Tour this year again. It's It's been a couple years, but I'm going again this year. Uh, just really looking forward to it. All the stories I've seen. Uh, it seems like people are really enjoying themselves and just great bands, as you know. I mean, I'm not going to not gonna continue to list out things. But the main thing I wanted to say, because I'm going to throw it to the interview soon, is that on today's show, we have Cole Rowland. I think probably people saw my promotion. You know how I feel about promoting things before we have the interview actually done. Uh, I think I just said we there. Before I have the, the interview actually done. I was able to talk to Cole this last weekend. Uh, it was really nice uh, to go through everything with him. Uh, hopefully you do know who Cole Rowland is. If you don't, well, I'll give a quick intro for Cole. So Cole is an extremely talented guitarist and music producer. Go ahead and look him up on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, I'll have all the links on the description uh, at the end of the interview. He goes into it a little bit as well. But just in case you don't know who he is, look on YouTube check out his videos, and then go buy some of his singles, uh, listen on Spotify. Uh, he has not only remixes and covers of very famous songs, for instance, he has one for Adele with Hello. Uh, he has tons and tons, and my, my all-time favorite right now, um, because he's constantly putting out new stuff, so I'm sure I'll get another favorite upcoming. But for right now, I really love the cover he does of Every Time We Touch. And he does that with uh, Lauren Babick. And I, I hope I'm saying that right. I think I said that in the interview too. Uh, she's in a band that I had talked about, I believe, last week, uh, Red Handed Denial. And they do a great cover of that song. But not only that, Cole also does originals. So you can look. He's got remix albums. And then he's got his uh, EP that came out in 2016, which is called New Perspective. You can check all of his stuff out, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music. Check out some of your favorite songs or get new favorite songs anyways. 
uh, and support him because uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on, and it really was interesting to hear how he got started, how he's able to put these songs together, and I don't want to spoil anything. I want you to, to give the interview a listen, uh, and then where he's going or where he wants to go with this in the future. Uh, because this is actually the first person that I've talked to on the show who is a solo act. And it was interesting talking to him about the differences between being a solo act and being in a band uh, and what he's going to be doing in the future. So I'm going to play one of my favorite tracks from New Perspective. It's called Higher Floor and it's featuring Zachary David. And we talk about uh, some of the really talented people that Cole has to come in to uh, collaborate with him. And Zachary David's one of them. So I want to play this track, throw to the interview. Uh, I'll come back talk a little bit about it and then go into news and reviews and you know everything that's going on in the scene that I was able to find uh, and kind of give you guys some updates on on how things are going so hopefully you enjoy the interview stay tuned here's higher floor by Cole Roland Turn you away You've been knocking at my door 
And welcome back, everyone. So I'm here with Cole Rowland. Cole, thank you very much for taking the time to do the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, absolutely. So you are extremely busy. I know this because we've been talking back and forth. And then following your YouTube channel as well as everything else you're doing, what's your normal like every day? Um, it's kind of, it, it varies because I have kind of, I guess like two careers kind of going. Um, I have a degree in power engineering, so I do that job, um, okay. as my, my main job. And then, uh, I do the whole YouTube thing and either between like doing like the, the guitar, like dubstep remixes or like doing like full production songs and kind of like just throwing a couple originals in there here and here and there. Um, but yeah, that's mostly what I do with that. And that ends up being really time consuming, but absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's just like work wise though. I don't know. I do other stuff. I don't just work all the time. <laughs> well, right. right. <laughs> well, tell me tell me about the power engineering because that's that's really interesting. I'm a chemical engineer actually as well. Oh shit, that's so, cool, man. So yeah, so we both got our separate careers. Obviously, you're doing a ton more amazing stuff than a podcast. But fill me in on the power engineering. Like, what are you actually doing? Thanks, dude. Um, it's like basically just like uh, methods of power generation, and uh, I run like the operations side of it. Um, so we work, um, day shifts and night shifts and stuff. A lot, a lot of people don't know I even do this stuff. I just like started being like more open about it lately, I guess. Cause I, I was going through school for like the, the three and a half years of it. And then, uh, just, oh, like constantly doing like exams and stuff for it. Right. And I was, I was like getting comfortable with it cause I've only been like full-time employed with it for a year. Um, but then just like learning how to balance my time with it and stuff's been different. I'm sure you know that too, man. Oh, like, yeah. To, to get that chemical engineering degree, that's a that's a big deal. Like that's a lot of work. Yeah, that took me. I was actually doing a radio show at the same time, and then kind of just let it all go and realize, hey, I wanted to pick up the podcasting thing again, and then got back into all that. Oh, that's killer, man! What kind of what other like podcasts do you listen to? I listen to them all the time. So I do now. I don't listen to anything that's very similar to what I'm doing. Like I don't know. I don't know many music ones that focus on like post hardcore, screamo, metalcore, like like my show does. But I tend not to, and then I do a, a movies one as well, and I do a relationship one. So I tend not to talk about or listen to any of those just in case because I don't want to steal any ideas. But, oh, so you're yeah. saying you were telling me that you did three podcasts a week, and this is just one of your topics? Like you do music, and then you have two. Yeah, it's completely separate on the brand. So there's Ian Hates Music, there's Ian Hates Movies, where I have a separate co-host, and then there's Ian Hates Love. And that's a relationship one, and that starts this month as well. Oh man, that straight up just sounds like you—you're like having like a like a rant podcast, or like yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. No, it's a lot of fun. You hear, uh, like I've already started recording some. You hear people's crazy relationship stories from that one. For the movies one, we're going to see uh, Independence Day res uh, resurgence tomorrow. Right. So yeah, Sweet. it's that kind of thing. And then the music one—that's the one that I love the most uh, because music has been such a part of my life for so long. Yeah. And I love talking to artists like you, especially you're so different from a lot of the bands that we talk to because you're doing it solo pretty much. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, oh, I go ahead. A, sorry, dude. Oh. Uh, like, I would love to just kind of break out of that eventually, though. Um, maybe like, to like put together like a live act. Like I've, yeah. I've been wanting to do shows for a while. I just need to kind of figure out how to how to deliver it properly and make it entertaining in, in a show kind of setting. Absolutely. Is, yeah. is it a, because of the job too that kind of restrains being able to go tour? Yeah, and like the, in the area I'm in too, like man, I, like trust me, like I love where I live. Um, but when it comes to maybe finding people that are like can do the same thing as me, it's like really narrowed down. Like in Toronto would be Toronto's a couple hours away from me, and that would yep. be the, the nearest place to go for that. And they even put um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them before, but they're 
YouTube uh, Creator Studios. So they, oh. they have some in Los Angeles, and it's we basically they they got one in Toronto now too, uh, as of last month. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you do is you book out like time, so you can book out like a time slot, and then YouTube like funds your video, and you go and like rent out their studios, and they're all like pimped out studios, like really high quality cameras and everything, and you can like just film your videos there, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that before. Interesting. Okay. So you're able now, do you actually get to go and use those from time to time? I'm going to look into it because it is like a few hours from me. So what I what I might do is not post any videos for a little bit, bang out like maybe like record like six to eight videos and then go and like rent that for the day and just film them all and then like release them in a series while I work on the next kind of series of videos and stuff. That'd be like an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, that sounds like a good way to do it. So how do you do it now then? Because you're releasing stuff like what, week after week? I mean, it seems like there's a new thing coming out all the time. I think that's what you have to do now. Because like I, I've done it both ways. And I was like, okay, like, well, I got this one done. But I kind of want to space them out a little bit. And now I'm kind of like, okay, well, I, I feel like people look for like regular uploads. And like what you're doing almost too. Like um, you have like, this one comes out on Wednesday. This one comes out on Thursday. And people are like, okay, like I'm looking forward to like the music podcast on Wednesday. Or however you have it arranged. But Absolutely. Um, I've been doing one every Sunday for the past like month and man, it's like hard, it's hard to keep that up. Like, it really is. Yeah. Um, like I went, uh, camping with a bunch of my friends last weekend mm-hmm. and we were gone like Friday, Saturday and then Sunday I got back early in the morning and just beasted out like an entire video and had it uploaded by like 10 PM. Yeah. yeah. Which was that Equinox or was that something else? Uh, no, that, that's actually my music video. That one took a while to get all done. Man, if we did that in one day, that would have been nuts. But, yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. That one <laughs> didn't seem to be like that. Was that the Skrillex one then? Uh, no, the Skrillex one, I just did like a little uh, clip of last night. Okay. So it was the Avicii one. I did like, ah. the whole thing in like a day. Okay. Um, that one up, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Now, let me ask, because you, you mentioned not having people necessarily around you to be able to that are on the same page, but you've had some great collaborators with uh, yeah. Lauren Babick, you had Zachary David, Garrett Garfield, Brian Storm, just to name a few, um, and Lauren's in Red-Handed uh, Denial. She's actually yeah. going to be on the show soon. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. How, did, how did that whole collaboration start? Um, it's kind of weird because uh, I was looking for a girl to track on a cover I did of Every Time We Touch. Yes. That Cascada song from yeah. 2001 or something, whatever. Believe me, and I think not was, only do I love that song, but I'm sure all the audience loves that song as well. Yeah, I, I, that one was like, it was weird. Like we didn't expect it to to actually like succeed too, like too crazy. And then people just seemed to like that one a lot. Um, but I was looking for a girl to track on it. My friend Izzy's in a band called Conquer Divide. Oh, I love and, Conquer Divide. Yeah, so I was originally going to get their their lead vocalist to track on it, and it just didn't pan out. Um, so I started. Just, I was like, ah, screw! It. Like I'm just gonna start looking for somebody else. I hadn't really like I watched Lauren's videos like three or four years prior to that, and then I hadn't really seen anything since. And then my friend Andrew was working on a cover with her, and uh, I was like, oh no shit! Like I like looked up some of her stuff, and I was like, she's really good. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, hey man, do you mind if I? uh like do this cover with her and he's like no go for it so i i reached out to her and ended up working out really well we've done a bunch of stuff since oh yeah absolutely yeah you can see it between your uh your remix album as well as new perspective too yeah yeah that's very cool so the other guys are they also friends of yours um yeah they like they all have like become friends of mine zach and i were actually in a band together um that 
we had a bunch of material done and then it just didn't end up panning out but he's in a new band now called blind wish and yep. they are awesome like uh they haven't released like a full lp or anything yet but they will be soon yeah they um, have they have one single out i know 3 a.m right yeah it's yeah. really good yeah it is good i like it a lot um uh, garrett i met through a guy that recorded stuff for zach and i's band um and he's actually in a band with this guy who's a really good producer um and they and they have a bunch of new stuff coming out they're on warp tour this year actually they're called the new low um, oh yeah yeah wait i had no idea he was on the new low that's great yeah, see, like it's uh, like all these people I worked with, like are in like other bands yeah. now, and I'm, I'm sitting here being like, I want to be in a band too, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's like I don't know. It's cool to get to work with all these guys because um, when I want to do a cover, I'm like, oh man, like I want to do this so bad, but I don't have anybody to sing it, and I'm like, oh wait, I have like so many different options now right. of people I can like see, and like everyone's got different schedules, like life gets crazy and stuff, and so that's what a lot of people don't see behind the scenes. Is even like that uh, that Adele cover that I did with Lauren and Zach. Yeah. That was like by far the most work like I've ever had to put into a video before because it was coordinating like a duet with people while none of us are in the same room. Uh, she's got stuff with her band going on. Zach's got stuff with his band going on. I got other shit going on for me, and then I had to like I typed out like literally all the notes. Like, okay, I want you to sing this and this like this. I want you to sing this and this. Like, it was a big like notepad file I sent to both, oh. and then. <laughs> Zach, or yeah, she recorded her parts, and then Zach did his second because he did like all the harmonies and ad libs on top of it, and like all that oh. stuff. And then I had to like put it all together, and then get all the videos done, and it's like wow. all this stuff. So it ended up being like a several like month process from when the the idea was initiated. And I was like, "Are you guys down?" And they're like, "Yeah." Um, so then from that point, it was like almost three months of work. Ooh, wow, that's crazy. Wow, a couple questions on that. For one. Now, so you then took all their tracks and you're producing it as well, right? So do you have help on that? Um, I have help on vocal production because um, okay. I haven't learned how to do a lot of it yet. Um, I understand like the concepts, but my friend Xavier, he's in a band called Palisades. Oh, uh, you're just naming lots and lots of bands that I love. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just saw Palisades recently, uh, actually right before I saw Conquer Divide. So yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. great bands. They they have so much energy live now. Like I'm really I'm really stoked for those guys. They're doing yeah. awesome. Um, and he helps me on the vocal production side and just kills it. Like he does such a good job. Um, especially like what's a good example? That's uh, an original song I did with Lauren called Take Flight, and yeah. he did the vocal production on that. And he did an incredible job. Like me and her both heard it for the first time, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "I know, right?" He's, he did such a good job. So. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so on on top of that, then how do you decide? So you you know, hello, do you really like that song? And that's how you choose you want to do a remix of it. How do yeah. you go about? Okay, yeah, you gotta like the song, or else you're just gonna like yeah. go go insane. Uh, and I've and I've I've made that mistake before. I'm like, I think you you gotta do songs you like, and it's like a bonus that it's uh, like a hot song right now or something. Cause I'll be like, okay, like what's like a big song right now and uh, maybe a Drake song. And I don't know a lot of Drake songs. Right. Uh, <laughs> I do I'd, not either. I'd be literally just doing it um, because it's like number one on the charts right now. And I don't think that's a, the right way to go about doing things necessarily. No, that um, makes total sense. Cause it shows in your work too. And like, if you genuinely like the song and you're like, you're listening to it and you're like, Oh, I got so many ideas already for it. Then I think that's like, when you know that it's the one to go for. Yeah, and that's the same with the podcasting stuff as well. I only have people on the music podcast that I actually enjoy and really want people to hear oh, their music. Talking. Thanks, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on. 
I'm not looking at your YouTube hits being like, oh, this guy's really popular. I need him on my show. No, I listen to your albums like nonstop. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. That's, that's killer. Absolutely. And I'm hoping, I mean, I know my audience knows you already, but hopefully even more just never got a chance to check it out. And now they're going to be able to go do that. Cool. And now they know what, uh, what a piece of shit I am. <laughs> dude, no, like, that I, was I, my I, whole point is I wanted to make sure <laughs> they knew that. Thanks, man. Um, I know exactly what you mean though. Like, it's like, you can't, um, force like artistic things and that's, right. and like when you are trying to post so regularly and stuff, you got to like take time off sometimes. I, I know like a lot of people, um, that are daily uploaders on YouTube, especially people that maybe, um, there's this, I don't even really watch gaming channels too much, but there's this one guy that I like, uh, cause he's like really into fitness too. And I just like hearing what he like says about, about fitness and stuff. And he's like talking about, um, he, him being a daily uploader and sometimes he just doesn't know what to talk about and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, okay, maybe I need to take the day off to kind of avoid putting out a, like a subpar video. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine doing that every day. It's oh, just, I mean, that's so much work. No, it's, it's, yeah, besides putting out the quality, yeah, to have something to talk about every single time, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not for that. No, no, no. I, I'm, I agree with you 100%. No. You go from doing the remixes to doing your own, for doing new perspective. Tell me what the difference is for that. Like what you mentioned you want to be in a band at some point. Was this like your first step into doing that? Not really. Um, I learned a lot of the, the techniques from when I was like, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the band that I was in with Zach, mm -hmm. um, we got the chance to work with some people that are like are really good at what they do. Um, and I kind of just got to, to pick up some techniques and stuff from them and see how they go through a songwriting process or see how they go through like a production process and everything that's involved in that. And then it is super weird for me because everything that we did, um, is through the internet. Right. Excuse me. So, uh, Everything, yeah, we didn't get to actually be in the same room for any of it, so it made it kind of weird. And we had to, like, the songs would take so so much time because it is an original, and yeah. it's like so so much uh, subject to change on stuff. Where as with a remix or a cover, uh, you have the, the things laid out for you, and you're basically like, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and we're gonna change this up a little bit, and change this up a little bit. And I don't know, do, doing the originals takes so much more time, and I had this kind of strategy I did with it where and I found this actually when I was learning to produce some electronic music uh, and the, the guy calls it the song palette strategy. Okay. And what he did is uh, he took five songs um, that were um, in the direction that he wanted to go and they didn't necessarily have to all be um, the same genre or, but they had to be kind of like cohesive. So okay. he would take uh just write down things he liked about each of them, even like as details as uh, similar as like the, the BPM or like uh, he likes uh, the way they did this bridge and how it builds up and like this part of the chorus. And then he would just kind of apply all those things that he liked about those five songs into the one song he's writing. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. So I felt that helped me so much when I had writer's block and I was like, okay, what am I into right now? What kind of bands am I listening to? And then I would just uh, write down stuff I liked about them. That's very cool. And I guess that actually leads into one of my questions I was going to ask what kind of bands are you into right now like what are you listening to who would you recommend let me let me pull up the old itunes oh right absolutely <laughs> uh i'm into i'm always like listening to some like old paramore stuff i really like them a lot absolutely uh, yeah you like, did uh misery before as well yeah. right yeah um Crown the Empire's new song, Zero. Uh, th that new album's going to be awesome. Yeah, we just um, talked about that on the show, I think, last week. So, yeah, I'm going to see them on Warp Tour, hopefully. Okay, awesome. Yeah, they'll be awesome, dude. they got a really good live show. Oh, uh, 
Uh, Breaking Benjamin is one of my all-time favorite bands. Absolutely. And Zach makes Zach makes fun of me for listening to them. It's a, he says it's dad rock. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it's dad rock at all. But, I can't uh, help it. Look, I started with them in the very beginning. I saw them in a local club in Boston and just can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're so awesome. Uh, and the like older Three Days Grace stuff, like with Adam in the band. Okay. Uh, Stuff like that so and then uh like like a lot of electronic music cruella's new ep is awesome that's where uh, you lose me i know nothing about electronic music yeah um i don't know dude it's awesome like you just gotta i think you gotta find like the right stuff because some of it like i feel like with any, any genre like some of it can just you feel like the mainstream of it is all super cookie cutter you just gotta find the right uh the right songs for you yeah i think that's been the problem is I rarely ever get a chance to listen. Like most of the time when I actually, some of the times when I've heard your remixes or your covers, I've never heard the pop version before. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of weird when, uh, I feel like I lose people a little bit there when I do a song that is outside of the box for, for what my audience knows. And they're like, I don't even know what that song is. I'm not going to watch it. Oh (laughs) yeah. And like, I don't know. That's, that's strange to me though, because you do put a different spin on whatever you're doing. So I don't know why people, if especially if they already like your stuff, why they wouldn't give a new song a chance. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment for sure. Yeah, that's a little strange. Uh, yeah, for me, I literally heard Taylor Swift for the first time probably last month. Somewhere what? around there. Yeah, I had only heard covers. Man, that is, how is that even actually possible? Because like, I feel like anywhere you go, even if you're like in a store or like a restaurant or like it's like follows you. It's I, I swear, it just I, never you, happened. You've been dodging bullets. Yes, that's our life. It's Matrix over here all the time. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all it is. So let me ask you this: So you went ahead and you started with guitar at a, a young age, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, pretty young. Like, what actually got you attached to guitar in the first place? Uh, I don't know, cause I I played it a little bit. Um, my dad just like dusted off his old guitars from our basement when I was younger and he just left them out and me and me and my brother just started kind of dicking around on him. Like we were like 10 years old at the time oh. and uh, like, it's so, like not actually doing anything but being like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And then I like put it down for a, a bit and then I picked it back up in grade seven. Uh, wait, wait, you guys, you guys don't say grade seven, you say like seventh grade and stuff. It probably sounds yeah. super cool. Yeah. Right. I try not to even talk about school anymore, but you are correct. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I always catch myself saying super Canadian stuff. That's so, right. uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. So we picked, I picked it up again when I was like 12 years old. And, uh, that's when I started to, uh, come across like some really good electric guitar players. And I think, uh, one of the first things that got me hooked on it was, uh, this Van Halen live DVD. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it was Sammy Hagar though. So it's like, uh, I think it came out in like the late eighties. Okay. And, and uh, he had a Sammy Hagar and Eddie had this guitar battle over a Sammy Hagar song, and that was their <laughs> opening song. So it was like all like it was like super high energy, and <clears throat> they were just going back and forth doing like guitar solos and stuff. And I was like, this is so cool. Right. So I watched that countless amount of times. And I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. so then you just continue there. Now, when you when you did New Perspective, did you end up writing any of the lyrics at all for that? No. No. Okay. So you have no interest whatsoever in vocals. No, I I do. Uh, I just I'm not good at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do, and like, man, Zach will like, oh, man, Zach and I make fun of each other all the time. Uh, but he will 
like tell you up and down that I'm not good at it. And I just like, <laughs> to, like learn because I tried to convey ideas back to him. So I like sung him like a little like chorus one time. Yeah. And he doesn't text me back and he tweets me how shitty I am. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> So instead, you put your time into guitar then, at least for now. Now, do you ever think about doing vocal lessons now? Yeah, um, I've taken a couple. And then it's just like I, you have to put so much time into it. And I have been so busy with everything else that's going on. Um, it's like I, like I want to like learn a lot more bass guitar. And I oh. bought uh, – like I got a new uh, bass guitar from ESP. Oh, very nice. And, uh like I've been wanting to learn like a bunch of techniques on that. And then just everything gets so busy. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to do a video <laughs> – um today so like it ends up getting like put off i need to just like take like a couple weeks off and just like learn some new stuff right yeah you should do once in a while yeah every once in a while you have to take the break i mean you did the camping trip right yeah yeah Yeah. how'd that go oh it was awesome you guys go actually like actually camp camp or did you hike or like what was it it was it was basically just like uh drink a lot Camping. <laughs> hey, but believe me, I I understand. I've been watching the Euros, and it's just been all alcohol. So yeah, that's awesome. I understand. <laughs> gotta gotta enjoy that for sure. Now, I also often hear piano in some of your tracks. Do you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, I play almost all of it. Um, some of it's like really hard, so I had to kind of like tune it up a little bit in, in the production. But like, I learn all the like I learn how to actually play all the parts. So you do piano, you do the whole tracks because you don't use a backing track, right? No, uh, I don't like doing that that much. And I've had to do it with the dubstep ones just because, or like the EDM ones, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Sure. Um, because I I feel like it sounds better like those. Like I don't want to recreate those whole songs. I don't have I don't have stem tracks to do a remix or anything. Right. So um, I, I don't mind doing it on those. Those are quick videos to do. But with everything else i really like uh recreating it because then like even some part way through it i'm like oh like i got a really cool idea for a part here that's not in the song at all sure. and uh, especially with the guitar solos i add in or like um the last chorus and we can change up like the drums behind it and like the guitar pattern and all that stuff and just give it like a like a new kind of like breath of life to, towards like the end of it yeah but like you have so much more room for creativity and i like doing it that way plus youtube doesn't kick your ass on copyright like that ah, so. yes have you ever had that happen before? Hell yeah. Oh, all, okay. all like my, my bigger videos uh, from a few years ago are all copyright claimed. And, and a lot of people that I like work with at work that have watched my stuff online, they're like, oh my God, man, like you must make like so much off all these hits. And I'm like, I don't make anything no. off those. It's like they're all um, copyright claimed and stuff, whatever. Like you can still watch them and enjoy them. And they do uh, positively help me in terms of um, like exposure. But in terms of getting paid for them now. Yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, how I guess you've got your sponsorships. You play ESP guitars, correct? Yep. Yeah. Now, with your guitar, do you do anything special with it? Is it a standard ESP, or do you modify it in any way? Um, I haven't modified any of the ones I've gotten from them, besides uh, like pickup changes. Like I've tried various kinds of EMG pickups, mm-hmm. and I've been, like, I've been so fortunate to get to try like their new stuff that comes out or, or like basically like have my pick of what I want to have in a certain guitar, nice. um, which they're all, all the ones that I've been using uh, are really killer. I don't know how, how much like gear nerds you have on your podcast or anything. So I want to like, get into Oh that. no, no, actually they love it. 
They yeah. they absolutely love it. If you want to go into guitar, I wish I knew more about it, so I'll learn from you if you want to go into some of it. Okay, I'll just like talk about my my two main ones probably then. Um, I have like uh, ESP has a few sub brands, so they have ESP, which is like their USA brand. E two is like their Japanese mm-hmm. brand, and then LTD is their. Uh, uh, it's like Epiphone is to Gibson. That's, exactly. Yep. Yeah, kind of that type of thing. Um, and I have. My favorite, like my number one guitar right now that I've been doing all my covers with pretty much is my E2 um, Horizon. And I just put like the classic EMG 8185 pickups in it and it's, I love it. Like it's such a nice guitar, probably the nicest guitar I've ever owned. Very nice. Um, and I used to play that that old Ibanez S Prestige, which I yeah. still have on my wall. I'll never get rid of that thing. I've had people message me be like, dude, you don't play it anymore. Like how much do you want me to oh. buy it? Like I'm not selling that thing. That's such a weird question to ask me. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, and then I have like the the Eclipse, which is like the ultimate uh, metalcore like Rise Records guitar. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but but I love it, and it's such a beauty. Like even people that know like nothing about that kind of music and stuff, they come into my room and they're like, "Man, that's like my favorite one." And I'm like, "Yeah," because the, the black and gold looks so cool. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Really cool. Yeah, and I had to get the white and gold because it's like the yin yin yang. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I have uh when I used to play. I have a Schecter Diamond series, so I have like that alt rock, uh, new metal guitar. So anytime it's got the tri- the one I have too, like the LTD H1000 looks exactly like the Schecter Diamond series. Yeah, like almost yep. two T. Yeah, and then I got a Taylor as well. It's just fun to play around. I I did vocals for bands before. That yeah. was my background for a while, but never made it and never really had the complete passion to continue with it. Oh, whatever. Yeah, as long as you have fun. Yeah, exactly. You have the stories to tell people. You got to get up on stage. You got to do your do your shit, basically. Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's that's awesome. So, what was your first guitar that you started with? Like your dad's guitar, you mentioned. Uh, was it something special that kind of like jumped out at you? Uh, I always end up because people ask me questions like that, and then it always ends up going back into the fact that I like was obsessed with Dragon Force when I was like fourteen <laughs> or fifteen years old, and they had they were on Guitar Hero, and they're yes. like booming they're like the hot like shredding band stuff and uh i bought that ibanez like mostly because of them like i used to work in a coffee shop for a few years Mm -hmm. and that was uh, i spent like all my money from a whole summer that i made uh buying that guitar and it was like way more expensive at the time so i was like i was like tripping out and then i remember this one time uh, i haven't told this on podcast before it's like such a a small story but i'm like on the phone with my girlfriend at the time and i just like picked the guitar up off the stand but i lifted it way too high or whatever and then the head stopped just goes into my ceiling fan <laughs> and just has like this huge like gap on it now like around the back like no you can't see it in videos or anything right. but like and i was just like i have to go and i just hung up and i was just like oh my god what happened i had the guitar for like five days at that point wow yeah that was so <laughs> no i'm sure i mean look everyone's had their stories with their guitar especially if you're playing live people get it smashed all the time it just happens yeah is that have you ever have you ever hated or been so mad at your guitar in any point in production or anything that you've actually smashed your guitar on purpose? No, it's it's never the guitar's fault. It's usually my fault. So I just I can't really uh, blame an inanimate object for my failures. I think that's my problem. Is I do. I, <laughs> I do. Um, I just blame myself, but then I take it out on the inanimate object. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, so let me ask you this then uh, as well. So now you've just you've told me uh, kind of what you're listening to right now. Where do you see yourself going 
in like the next you know interview question type thing in the next five years do you see yourself evolving musically where you think you're going to change your style or do you like what you're doing right now and you don't think your music will change I think I'm evolving right now um, into doing a lot more like the electronic stuff because even people that like the like and I'm not gonna just only do that because like that'll like definitely upset some people that don't like it. I can't just go like complete 180 and be like I don't do rock songs anymore. I don't do metal songs anymore. Right. Um, but I, I want to start writing a lot more songs like that. Like my song Equinox um, was kind of the guinea pig for it to see if people like that style. Sure. Um, it's really inspired by a, uh, a girl named Lindsey Sterling. Uh, yeah. She's a yeah, she does those um those really great. I know she has originals too, but those great remix covers. She's done the Evanescence and she does uh like the violin, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, she has the the coolest YouTube videos. Like, and um, Garrett actually is from the same state as the guy that's done some audio for her. Um, Devin Graham is the guy that does her oh. video, and they're all from Utah, and yeah. uh, like they, they all know each other. So it's like just this like team of like super talented people <laughs> that have all like come together to to help like. Because she's she's unreal herself too, but then the production team behind her is on amazing. Absolutely, so yep. Her videos get really sent. This is an example of like her videos being really someone who spaced their videos out a lot, but they they come out and they're like movies, like they're like they're like cinematic quality, just incredible. Like I wish I could do videos like that. No, um, I agree. Have you had a chance to see her live by any chance? No, I haven't, but I would love to. Yeah. She's. I know she's on tour right now. She's not coming very close to Boston, so I don't have a chance to see her. But if she does, I will definitely be going. Oh, that'd be so awesome to see her live, man! But her live show is incredible. Do you tend to go to a lot of concerts? Like, since you're in, you're two hours away from Toronto, right? What is your scene like for your own town? I'm actually even like closer to uh, our scene's getting a bit better. It's uh, like I'm from a city called Sarnia, which is like where all like the the plants and stuff are to work at for my job. Um, but it's it's good. Like it's close to other places, so. We're close to like uh, London, Ontario gets a lot of good concerts. I'm really close to Detroit. I'm actually like 50 minutes from Detroit. So, oh, okay. Um, get all, like a lot of shows we go to there. So, so I'm, I'm seeing uh, Blink-182, uh, oh. Day to Remember, and uh, I think All-American Rejects is playing with them too, which are three bands I like. I really want to see. Right, right, right. So, me and my girlfriend are going to that in August. And then um, me and a bunch of my friends are going to see Disturbed and Breaking Benjamin. Ah, uh, sure. Alter Bridge in August as well, so I'm really excited for that. Very um, nice. So yeah, those are the kind of shows I'm going to, and then um, I, I I wouldn't mind going to like a, like an EDM show. I've never been, and like <laughs> I don't know, people are always like, "Oh man, like how are these shows?" So like I've never been to one. It's like I feel so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Inexperienced. I, I want to I want to experience it. I've just never have been like super interested. Now, have any of those bands, because you mentioned Disturbed and Breaking Benjamin, and you've done remixes of, of them both, actually. Have any of them ever reached out to you? Do they know that you have done these really, really good covers of them? Uh, Breaking Benjamin does. They, they followed me on Twitter and sent me like a message uh, saying they were like really impressed and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I didn't want to be like, oh, can you like post? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, oh, thanks a lot, guys. Sure. No, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, um... I don't know, man. I've seen. I like. Uh, I like all bands like that. Like Rise Against uh, and Billy Talent played together. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you, you know Billy Talent at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I hadn't like listened to them at all since I was super young. And uh, same here. Same my here. girlfriend loved them too when she was growing up. Like we were in high school, and uh, she we were like, oh, like they. We haven't like seen them like on tour in so long, and like we we've never gone to see them live, so we had to go. Yep. And honestly, one of the one of the most fun I've had at a concert in so long. Like it was. Wow. It was a blast. They had an awesome show. Oh, it's great. Yeah, what yeah. would I know it's I know it's tough, but could you tell me 
what a favorite concert of yours was? Like, do you have a number one? Um, I know it's a tough question because it is hard to like sort them out. I don't know. It terms of like in terms of what like how how the band sounded or like just like general like I left that being like oh that was so sick. Yeah, like something you won't forget. Um, one I always remember was seeing like Rise Against like uh, probably like seven years ago. Oh, with a bunch of my buddies in high school. It's just yeah. an awesome show. Like we we got like um, uh, I don't know what you call them. Like just like like tiered seats. Oh, and then uh, me and my friend managed to sneak past like three or four uh, security gates and get into the pit. And it was just like I'll never I'll never forget that because it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, that's cool. No, I, I asked because for me, even though it's been you know going to concerts all my life, one always stands out. I don't know if you know. Uh, Romstein or Romstein, however people want to say it. I've seen them three times. No shit. Yeah, and they put on the greatest. I can't even talk about it because not only the production, it's just they're also their cues, the way they play live sounds so much like the album. They don't, they never miss a beat and they're complete professionals and super nice guys too. Like it's just crazy. Like if anyone gets a chance to see them, you have that's to. Awesome, man. That's like the cool thing to always hear about um, people that have been successful in, in whatever they want to do is that they're like genuinely like nice people. And like, yeah, I feel like you hear that a, a lot about people. And it's very rare that you're like, oh man, I met this person and they were a douche. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's been a little bit better. I think, I think the evolution of the way the bands have been where now they're more focused on, you know, you want people to buy your merchandise. You want people to actually purchase a physical CD because now the, the money's not coming from the actual music as much anymore. I know, yeah. So now everyone's coming out to shows, and that's where you want to meet people. And if you're a dick, no one's going to buy your shit. Like, no one's going to deal with it. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, but that's, and that's why I always try and recommend to people on the show, always go out to your favorite bands. Always make sure you pick up the stuff. Because I don't know about you, how do you feel about Spotify and iTunes? Like, what's best for you to get credit for what you're doing and for you to get money so you can continue? Um, YouTube is like the bottom of the barrel. Like, uh, the best always comes from uh, uh, music sales for me, at least because I don't really have merch. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that. And, like, selling, like, the guitar tabs and stuff. Cause ah, yes. The people that like those like really want them and stuff. So uh, I have a ton of those posts on my website. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I buy a lot of music, uh, especially for bands that I want to support. Right. So I don't know. It's in, and like the, the whole digital thing, it's like such an easy way of all having it in one place. Like you'll be at the gym and uh, you're like, oh, like I want to listen to this today. And you don't have to like bring your big stack <laughs> right. of CDs and like change out your CD player and shit. So absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Now, if you go ahead and you make a uh, a new album, would you think of doing, because like A Day to Remember just did it, it's, it's a big thing now. A Day to Remember, Amity Affliction, almost everyone now are putting out the huge merch bundles. Would you actually make merch so that way you can get people to lock in for the album release plus also kind of expand a little bit? Man, that'd be cool um, if we had like uh, shows to couple along with it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about like I don't know I I want to plan that out really well so it's like yeah I'd have a lot to think about with that oh absolutely let me uh, this is a favorite question of mine to ask normally so if you do end up touring at some point what would you do to fantasy book like if you could if you could go ahead and tour with like a few bands that you love and it'd be your tour who would you tour with if you could choose um. If I, I want to do the whole, like, if I was going to do a, a tour, I'd want to 
do like more of the uh, electronic thing because okay. I think it's really cool to do shows like that. My friend Matt McGuire is a really good drummer, and he's been uh, he recently did his first live show like that, and he said it was a blast. So just him as a drummer doing it? Yeah, it was just wow. him as a drummer, but he said he kind of wants to like expand it. Um, and I was like, yeah, man, I think it has like huge potential. Interesting. Um, so it'd be really, really cool to do something like that. Um, and like, I, artists wise, no idea. Like, I, <laughs> okay. Because I, I wanted to to make sense. Like, I wouldn't want to be just like pick random just because I like this band or something. Like, you want like the the bill to make sense. So. Oh sure. Well, think about it this way then. So if you just had the ability to choose a few bands to go out with, would it be like Breaking Benjamin? Like that? <laughs> like fantasy book it that way. Yeah, like Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, uh, Disturbed. Like, uh, well, I mean, okay, old Three Days Grace, which is like isn't together anymore. Right, right, right. right. Um, but like, okay, if we were in like 2006, yeah, we this whole thing takes place in 2006 because sure. of the bands like I want to tour within that era and stuff. But yeah, like the the bands I already mentioned. Yeah, that'd so be so much fun. Is that kind of where you skew as well? Is it the kind of newish metal to alt rock? That yeah. Kind of side? Okay. Definitely. That's like, I, and I've enjoyed a lot of like the bands, like I guess they call it the scene or yeah, whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. I still love so many of them, but um, my musical taste has always been majority uh, with, with the bands I mentioned earlier. So, How are you with the old school classics like Black Sabbath, uh, bands like that? I like them, but I don't, um, like if it's on the radio, man, I'll, like, I'll crank that shit up, but sure. uh, I don't like seek out to listen to it as much. Oh, okay. Like, if I'm doing like a workout or something, then I, I'll put on the bands like I like the ones I like seek out to listen to for sure, which I don't have a ton of classic rock on my iPod. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I know I it's different for every person when it comes to that, especially. So yeah, it's always just interesting to hear how people kind of evolved into what music they're into now. Yeah. Yeah, because for me, I haven't stopped since I don't know, since I was fourteen, I haven't stopped listening to what you said, like the quote unquote scene. All the bands, my chemical romance, all the way to funeral for a friend and you know that's where I kind of, oh. that's my wheelhouse. No, I, I completely, yeah, my, my uh, roommate actually, he's, he's 25 and he's been into all these bands for like over 10 years now. Yeah. So it's, and I, and I like a lot of them too. Like there's some I've been listening to since like the start of high school for me. So. Oh, very nice. Yeah. All right. I think, I think we're, we're pretty good. I think I asked like a ton of questions, so I hope you're okay with that. Awesome. Uh, but let me ask you this. So just side from music and everything, because since I do do the movie podcast and everything, are you a fan of movies as well? Dude, uh, have you done the uh, a review on The Conjuring 2? Did you see that movie? No, I have not seen it yet. Are you going to? Uh, I probably will because we uh, we just did The Purge 1 and 2 in a double feature. So, okay. yeah, we're getting ready because... Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, they had the election year, so we figured we might as well do the two, then do that one as well. Awesome, man. It looks so good. I'm pumped to see that. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Purge 1 because it was the invasion, house invasion movie, but Purge 2 Anarchy was really good. I never, yeah, I haven't seen the first one. I only watched Anarchy with a bunch of my friends, Um, but it was sweet. Like, everyone loved it. Well, tell me about The Conjuring 2. Did you just go see that? Uh, Yeah. I don't, like, I want, don't really say. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But, I don't know. It was awesome, man. I recommend it. I like it because, like, and a lot of people will be like, uh, they're like, oh, like, I hate scary movies. Like, it's either if it just, the movies, like, suck. Like, some of them are just so bad. Right. Um, this is, like, actually really good. Like, it's actually a really good movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I love horror movies. I think I actually end up putting them on another level, and that's why I'm so critical of them because I want them to be good. 
Man, that's I know, and that's why I was like, I, I go through phases where I'm like addicted to like searching for like the most awesome horror movies because I almost like want to like show all my friends like, hey, horror movies can be good too, because like they're always like, no, I never want to watch them because they're always so shitty. Very true. But, yeah, it's cookie cutter. I mean, a lot of the stuff coming out. That's why I worried because I I actually didn't see the Conjuring one, so I have to go back and see it before I see the second one. But we're planning on doing it for the podcast at some point, oh, and I'll do, do it. it. Yeah. So it's definitely good. Go see it in theaters though, because uh, oh, then you get like the full like effect and all the surround sound and like all like the yeah, it's it's awesome. Is it all jump scares or is it regular like straight up horror? Uh, no, it's like there is jump scares. It's like a like a haunting movie. You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. Yeah, which some like I don't know. I never used to like those. I thought Paranormal Activity was stupid. Yeah, I hate that. I hate Paranormal I like Activity. It, but dude, give this one a chance. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, and they base it on um. There's like these. Oh, I sound like my girlfriend's gonna listen to this podcast because she. <laughs> And she's going to laugh because she always just finds it hilarious how I get obsessed with these, like, scary movies. And then I, like, re- I research them after and stuff. And oh, I'm, do you really? Okay. Yeah, I research them after. I was like, it's said based on a true story, babe. Like, look. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so it's, like, based on these um, these two people that were, like, ghost hunters or whatever. And right. it's, like, like real-life experiences. And then they kind of, like, personify them and, like, make the situation, like – um, they, they Hollywoodize it, I guess, but it's, it's sure. sweet, dude. Like the director, um, I think he was a big producer on like, the Saw franchise, which I, I liked for the first like five movies. Yeah. The beginning. The beginning <laughs> of Saw. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> they were killer. And then, um, literally he's, he's super talented. His name's James Wan. And yeah. Yeah. I know. He's awesome. yeah. Oh, very cool. Now, do you have a favorite horror movie you can think back to? Oh, uh, do the conjuring one. It's my favorite. One. That's your favorite all time. It's so good. Wow. And you haven't, so you haven't seen scream. Uh, dude, I don't like it. I don't what? Like it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm scrapping like, this whole podcast. This is done. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you take that out. Yeah, I take that out. Uh, <laughs> no, I love, I, I'm surprised. I love, that's that's one of my all-time, if not my all-time favorite uh, have, oh, horror movie. Friend, yeah, my friend uh, E-Rock is like super into like all the old school horror movies. And yeah. I'm like, I've texted him on multiple occasions. And I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm super scared tonight. Like give me like a, a movie that's going to like scare the shit out of me. I want nightmares. And he always like <laughs> tells me like these like 1970s. Like, oh, sure. Sure. He loves all like the super old school stuff. And I was like, nah, dude, I want something new. And he's like, all the new shit's so bad. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. It's only, <laughs> they're just like, those rare gems every once in a while. Yeah. Have I'm you just, seen? Oh, go ahead. Uh, the sixth, the sixth sense. That's a, such a tongue twister for me. Um, that's an awesome movie. That's like an older one. I think well, for like, the first time you see it. Yeah. But are you telling person, me when you see it the second time? I can't imagine it's any good. I've only watched it once. Oh, okay. All right. Just, just checking. Uh, have you seen The Descent? No. What's that one about? That one's about. So it's. I think it's five women. They're going spelunking, and the camera angles are so good that you feel claustrophobic in it, and they find a pre-civilization species down there that's pretty much evolved to not be able to see they're like bat creatures kind of thing but yeah and it's not a typical like they're not the typical women in a horror movie where they just freak out and stuff they're actually like fight and survive well together like it's that kind of thing you should definitely i would highly recommend that one if you haven't seen it Oh, man, I got to watch that. That sounds awesome. No, it's really, I mean, especially if you don't like, I'm not sure how your girlfriend is, if she doesn't like tight spaces and stuff, the movie will get to you just based on how well it's directed and filmed. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. So just an extra thing. So anyways, all right. I think we got it. I will I will definitely be plugging on all of your stuff, on all the descriptions. But for everyone listening right now, what are the best ways to help you out for everyone to find your stuff? 
Um, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like, you'll get all all the best stuff. Um, my Facebook page, I post a lot of uh, like previews for new videos and stuff coming out. Yep. Um, like my YouTube channel is like exclusively like the the full preview video. So you want to be like subscribed to my YouTube and then uh, my my Facebook and Twitter. Like, Twitter is my favorite social network. For okay. Sure. Um, right. So I post the most of it, like what's going on in my life and stuff on there. So. Oh, very cool. All right. What about your, I, I noticed you had a Patreon account as well. Do you still yeah. do that? Yeah, I still do it. Um, it's basically uh, like if, if you want to get on a Google Hangout with me once a month or like if you want guitar tabs or um, like you can, and you can message me and get a hold of me super easy on there. So um, more so for that. I don't, I don't post on it a ton. It's more so like when I come up with a new video and I'll, I'll post them early uh, sure. for the, the patrons and stuff. And um do Google, Google Hangout once a month and stuff like that. It's like just like a little extra bonus stuff. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's nothing too crazy. But Well, it's one of the reasons why you're also super busy. So well, it's good. I didn't sell that well at all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell it well. Don't worry. I'll, when when I go back and I do the actual intro and everything and do news in the scene and all that kind of stuff, I'll make sure to sell it very well. <laughs> it really said it's not that cool. It's, yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, you're selling that whole Google Hangout. It's like, hey, I'm here. I'm here, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, man, thanks for having me. Though. No, thank you very much for being on the show. I'm glad we were able to work this out because I really do think the audience is going to enjoy this. They should be listening to your stuff already. I will scold them if they're not, but thanks, man. <laughs> I, I know they're going to enjoy it. So awesome. thank you very much, man. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Uh, it was great to talk to Cole, uh, learn more about his life, uh, where his passion comes from. We even got to talk horror movies. Like, how great was that? Now I have more ideas for Ian Hates Movies. I had a great time talking to Cole. I hope everyone makes sure to pick up his music. Once again, it's it's all the stuff. It's iTunes, it's Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play Music, anywhere you can get it. Just like he said, he's constantly uploading to YouTube. Uh, he has the Patreon account, even though <laughs> he joked around about it. You should definitely check it out. Uh, it's definitely worth it. If you want the new stuff, if you want to talk to him, if you want to interact with him, uh, check out his Patreon account as well. And all the links uh, will be in all of the descriptions so you can find everything to do with Cole Roland. And at the end of the show... I'm going to play the song that uh, that Cole actually mentioned himself, and this is my favorite. This is one of the things I was talking about at the beginning of the show. So at the end of the show, I'm going to play the song Every Time We Touch featuring Lauren Babbick, who I spoke of before. And uh, I think you'll get another taste of this time a remix instead of the original. But like I said, I only have people on the show that I really love their music uh, and that I think people should be listening to. So please go check out Cole's stuff. And yeah, I think I'll go into news now, just kind of go through some things and uh, let everyone know what's going on. So you might remember, I think it was a few shows ago, I talked about how Chino Moreno from Deftones was going to play in that Icelandic volcano. So it turns out that did actually happen. <laughs> it's pretty crazy if you think about it, of course. And uh, <laughs> I guess Fuse is reporting that around 20 fans paid 1,380 euros to attend the show. Now, I would love to have that story. I just don't think I can afford it. Believe it or not, guys, podcasting does not pay that much until you start doing live reads. Uh, so I don't think I could have afforded that, but it would have been a great story nonetheless. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the volcano that they did the show in, but I am going to spell it. 
So if you can pronounce it, like that's fucking great for you. For you. So try it out. It's T H R I H N U A G I G U R. I think I got that right. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'll give you all the ways that you can get in touch with me at the end of the show. Uh, but uh, they do have a very, very short video as well of a person's phone from Instagram who records a little bit while he's doing Change in the House of Flies. I guess he did some cover songs and then the standard Deftone songs as well. It's got to be cool. I wish I wish they could have film this <laughs> like I think that would be very cool to be able to do but I also understand it's also very cool for the 20 people that got to enjoy this themselves uh that's I mean that's a story that should last them a lifetime I would assume all right guys let's talk some new music uh let's start with motionless and white because I am such a big fan of theirs so they have a brand new single out called 570 or 570 but I think it's 570 I'm always not too sure when a band puts out a three-digit song name or part of an artist name how they really want to say it, and I'll bring this up later. But I think it's 570 because I think it is the area code for Scranton, uh, where they're from. Uh, so I wanted to bring this up because I really enjoy this this track. It's uh, very old-school, motionless and white, and I'll tell you why. So... People might have started with Motionless and White during Creatures, but I actually started with their first two EPs. The first one was The Horror, so, or The Horror. Uh, so it's not spelled, and it's I'm not saying it wrong, it's not H-O-R-R-O-R. It's actually eight, I almost, I almost spelled it wrong again. It's actually W-H-O-R-R-O-R, The Horror. Uh, just like that. So uh, that was their first EP. And then their next EP was When Love Met Destruction. And I saw them at a VFW hall here in Massachusetts. I think it was When Love Met Destruction came out. And they were playing. Obviously, there was like no stage. I can't remember any of, any of the other bands uh, that were there with them. But I remember them really standing out and really being a great live band. And it was more on the screamo going into metalcore side uh, as opposed to what they just recently did with uh, Reincarnate. And I wasn't the hugest fan of Reincarnate. I liked a few songs, but it didn't really connect to me as much. I did like Infamous a lot. I am a big fan of Marilyn Manson, and you can hear a lot of that in their music now. So it was like that Marilyn Manson-type rock metal with post-hardcore metalcore and I, I'm completely fine with that. I think that's great. But this new track, 570, is harking back a little bit more towards their old days, maybe around the creature's time to a little bit before. Now it's more polished, but it's a lot more similar to that and I really enjoy that direction. Uh, so they have, you know, they have their nice breakdown. They have the great mix of clean and unclean vocals, similar to that old stuff that I was that I was talking about before. But I also like the lyrical content of the song too. So they talk a lot. It's it's basically one of those uh, one of those songs to show you like where they are now compared to where they were before, and you can hear that in the lyrics. I like a few of the lines. They have one, uh, determined to make their deaf ears ring. I've been to hell and back with no promise of return. 
Uh, so I made friends with fire to keep from getting burned. You know, so I mean, when I read it like that, it doesn't sound as great. But but trust me, it, it's good. I, I enjoy it. Give the song a listen for sure. Uh, there was another line. Uh, they kind of do a little spoken word almost uh, for the buildup uh, before the breakdown uh, that I really liked. And then they have a great line. If you mean it, you'll make it. I like that a lot too. So I would definitely, definitely check out the song. I hope this is the direction that the band is going in right now. And I do love how do, how do you not love a song that goes go and then blah? Like I don't know where in real life you will ever hear someone go blah. But for some reason, in metalcore, in metal, in in death metal, probably too, they tend to use that, and I love it. I'm a big fan. I I would love to work it into real life somewhere, <laughs> but for sure, go ahead and check out the new single because I think it's very good. So here's another big one. So of mice and men have uh, made a big announcement. They released a new single called Pain from the new album Cold World, uh, and that's going to be out on September 9th. And this is another rise band as people probably know so the first single out like i mentioned is called pain now anytime i do hear a single word title like that i think three days grace uh so i listen to the song and i still kind of think three days grace i also think a lot of slipknot influence in it and there's nothing wrong with that uh you know i mentioned with motionless and white i think there's a lot of marilyn manson influence in their later releases so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but this song is through and through not exactly what i remember of mice and men being uh i did like the song uh pretty dark uh, go ahead and watch the video. I have been told by some people that they didn't like the video because it was a little bit off-putting slash disturbing. Uh, so take that into note. You know me. I'm not a censored person. So go watch it. If you can handle it, just wanted to let people know that it's definitely a darker video. Uh, but we'll see. I'm willing to give them the chance, as I hope most people are, uh, to see what this new album is going to be like. You know, I went with you know, their original, I listened to The Flood, I have Restoring Force. Restoring Force to me wasn't an album that really caught my attention. I, I especially did not like that single that came out, and I don't want to remember it now because I'll get stuck in my head. Uh, but they've decided to go in a different direction than what they used to be, and there's nothing wrong with that. We've talked about that before. There's really nothing wrong with maturing, however you want to say it, going in whatever direction so that you're comfortable with your music. And I know of Mice and Men are touring with Slipknot right now. I know that Austin Carlisle has mentioned in past interviews that Slipknot was a huge influence on him uh, musically, style-wise, and everything. So it kind of makes sense that this is the way they might want to go. Uh, I will be interested to see how far they go in that direction and how this new album comes out. Because, yeah, I really wasn't a huge fan of Restoring Force. I know a lot of people liked it. I think that's probably the one time I probably ever heard one of their tracks on radio. Uh, but just to let everyone know, Pain is out. <laughs> It sounds weird to say that, but uh, just go uh, go check out the song, see if it's uh, your style, see if you like the direction they're going, and let me know, uh, because there'll be a little bit of time in between. I'm sure there'll be a couple more singles uh, before September, uh, and take it from there. Next, we've got another track from Kane Hill. So Kane Hill has a new album coming out soon on Rise uh, called Smile that I'm really looking forward to. Now, they're one of the more darker, haunting 
type bands. Uh, it has a King 810 vibe or King 810 uh, vibe to it. And I've mentioned King before. I think their music is so different and so weird at times, but it just really, really works. If you haven't checked them out, make sure to do it. Kane Hill is kind of on that same vibe. There's kind of that mix between a motionless and white uh, if you remember the old band, uh, like newish alt metal band, uh, Dope, uh, a little bit of that mixed in with some King 810 and some Manson. Uh, and I really like the mixture. You can go ahead and listen to their first uh, single that came out called Parenthesis The New and Parenthesis Jesus. Uh, that song's very similar to what I just mentioned. And then the newer song, the You're So Wonderful track that they just put out and made a video for, very dark. But a lot of clean vocals in the song, and it wasn't something I was necessarily expecting from them. Uh, so give it a shot. They're one of the bands that I'm really looking forward to at Warp Tour. Haven't had a chance to see them live, uh, but very much looking forward to it and looking forward to this album. I know it's not everyone's thing. Uh, it's It seems to be very dark uh, lyrical content-wise and just the way that they actually do the screaming slash clean vocals as well as the tone, like the overall tone of the music. Uh, but if you're in that mood, if it's something that grasps you, then definitely go check it out. It's Kane Hill, You're So Wonderful. Now, another band that I had never heard of, actually, called Nine Shrines, and they have a new song out called King of Mercy. It's off the upcoming EP, Misery, which is out in August. And I got this from Alt Press. It looks like it's almost a super group, I guess, kind of. It has X Attack Attack members, X Life on Repeat members, uh, X Stranger to Wolves, and X Downplay. I was a big fan of Life on Repeat. If you haven't heard them before, check out the album Struggle Plus Sign Sleep. So Struggle Plus Sleep. Uh, they're similar to a Too Close to Touch post-hardcore emo rock somewhere around there. Uh, but damn catchy. Uh, you can still, you're still going to rock to it. Uh, I like it a lot. But I was interested because I never, I liked their first album and didn't really get into the second. And since they're no longer around, this is kind of interesting because I like this single. So check it out. The single is called, and I know I said check it out a lot, but what else are you supposed I guess listen up, listen in. I do say that from time to time. Uh, but go ahead and look up King of Mercy. Uh, they have good switches between the singing styles, between the clean and unclean. Uh, vocals, uh, sing-along choruses on the song, very catchy. You have the oh, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, check it out. Uh, their EP I am looking forward to because I want to see where they're going, but right now I'm enjoying it. I feel like I'm going through these kind of quickly, but since I'm not bouncing ideas off anyone, I'm just kind of reading the stuff that you know, reading the stuff from my mind anyways, I don't have a script. So I'm just talking about the things that I know that are coming out soon. So I wanted to talk about two more bands. Now, these are two bands I have not listened to in a long time. The first is Taking Back Sunday announced a new album called Tidal Wave that comes out in September on Hopeless. And then also Some 41 just put out a new track called Fake My Own Death. Uh, and I gave it a listen. Uh, I admittedly, I have not listened to Sum 41 in a long time. And it's just one of those bands where 
I've seen them live a few times. I remember seeing them probably a little over 10 years ago, maybe, uh, when they were touring around with Blink-182. And they put on a really good live show. I don't know what it would be like now. But when I listen to the song, it sounds like old Sum 41. So, you know, maybe there's some Sum 41 experts out there that would disagree with me. But since I haven't listened to them for a while, it sounds pretty similar. So... Both these bands I really haven't given a chance in a, in a while. Maybe people can tell me how the older Taking Back Sunday stuff has been. I kind of gave up on them a little while ago. Uh, so maybe I'll check this out and see, maybe do a review uh, and see how it goes in September. Uh, but if anyone wants to let me know how it is, uh, that'd be great. Also, if you're a huge fan of Sum 41 and you think this song is terrible, or you think it's great, whatever it happens to be, let me know. Let me know and uh, maybe I'll pay more attention uh, when their new album comes out. Now, everyone's been waiting for this moment. It is time to see if From First to Last has contacted Ian Hates Music. So let me check. Let me see. I'm going to see. Can you hear this drum roll? Yeah, I don't think my sample for drum roll actually works. <laughs> so let me check my email. Let me check. Let me check. Damn it. No, they have not. Uh, so I know everyone's patiently waiting for that every week. Uh, so no, from first to last has not contacted Ian Hates Music. Feel free though, if you know anyone from first to last, if you want to ask them why they're not coming on the show to explain themselves, I think that would be great. I would love that actually. Uh, but uh, you don't have to do that. I'll just keep on doing the segment. Who knows? Maybe one day they will actually contact the show and we'll see what that actually means. But <laughs> at least for now, no contact with From First to Last. So let's follow up that segment with another segment that people enjoy. Let's talk about Breakdown from the Past for a second. So for this band, I kind of made it a little bit different this time. I don't know if you would consider them an obscure band, uh, but I have brought them up in the past on the show. Uh, I figured this would be a good week to do In Fear and Faith. And the reason why I said that was because I was looking on their Facebook page and earlier this month they did a little teaser about possibly being back together or putting out new stuff. It was it was pretty vague. They mentioned that they were talking to fans and answering messages and you know wanted to really get things together before they made any type of announcement. It's a possibility that they're not gone, that they might be back, but it has been a long time since there's been any word from In Fear and Faith. So I figured they were a good band to, to go with for right now. Uh, I really, really love this band. Uh, I've seen them live multiple times. I think their singer is amazing. You should go ahead and check out their albums, Your World on Fire, Imperial, and then their self-titled In Fear and Faith. So they started around 2007, uh, with one of their EPs, Voyage. And then Your World on Fire was their first full length. They went to Imperial a year later. And then In Fear and Faith, uh, the self-titled in 2012. Uh, and then they had Symphonies, which was another EP, which was out in 2011. Uh, and they've had guest vocalists. They had Craig Owens uh, from Chiodos on a song. They're just a very good post-hardcore, screamo, maybe a little metalcore uh, in there too, you know all that, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's a mixture of those three genres, anyways. Uh, but I would definitely give it a chance. Uh, check them out. They might be getting new stuff. They might be going out on tour. Who knows? This is a band that even had Telly Smith from The Word Alive in it. Uh, so check them out. I know they have a they have a crazy past. Um, I'm gonna see if they can come on the show. 
uh, it'd be really cool to to talk to them and and get some war stories from them because I know they've been through a lot with member changes uh, and then just the albums in general. I have a lot of questions on, uh, but check them out. Very 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 good band. They even have one of the greatest all-time cover slash remixes songs of Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. It's amazing. So check it out. Look it up in YouTube. Uh, listen in, listen up. I know I've been saying check it out a lot. It's just my go-to right now, apparently. We'll see. It'll change by next week. Check out Gangster's Paradise by In Fear and Faith. Check out their other stuff. If you don't fall in love with this band, I don't know what's wrong with you. If you don't know who this band is... If you don't know who they are, I can forgive that, uh, but you should probably like this band for sure. So I'll have another breakdown from the past next week. But yeah, definitely listen to In Fear and Faith. Give them a chance. Now for upcoming announcements. So you've heard me talk the last couple of weeks, I believe. On July 8th, we're going to have a few albums come out. Emerosa is coming out with 131. We talked about that before. And Vanna is coming out with a brand new album, All Hell. On July 8th as well but this actually leads in well to what I'm going to talk about next frameworks has their new album smother coming out on July 8th as well and I'm happy to announce that I just completed an interview with frameworks the other day so right before their album comes out I'm gonna have a little talk with uh, Luke and Wyatt they're the uh, lead singer and bassist respectively uh, for frameworks uh, it was a good conversation uh, they're going out on tour as well, starting July 6th in Savannah, Georgia, and making their way up the East Coast and then back to Florida. So they're doing a house show as well. They're coming to Boston on July 8th, the actual day the album comes out, and I'm going to go see them as well. So hopefully I'll have a review uh, for how good they are in concert because I got an advanced copy of the album Smother already, and it is really really good so they had loom that came out in 2014 and now they have smother coming out on july 8th i really enjoy that album make sure to listen to it listen to the interview because i'll also be playing new tracks from that album during that time as well i think you'll really enjoy it and make sure to go see them on tour once again what i talk about all the time is how bands need support and this is the way to do it so if they're coming to your town Go look up Frameworks. I'll have all the links in the description next week, but look them up right now. Find where their music is. Give them a listen. See if they're coming around on this tour because this is a pretty cool little tour they're doing. Uh, so you'll want to say you were able to see them now. On top of that, I have another interview announcement because I've also done this interview as well. Now, believe it or not, as many times have you heard me talk about how great Alisana is. And by the way, I... I found out I had I had found out a while ago actually that you do not pronounce the band's name Alisana which I always thought and I thought I was one of the only ones apparently no a lot of people say Alisana it's Alisana I gotta get used to that but I love them I've been following them for almost 12 years now and I did not know the right <laughs> the right way to pronounce the name Alisana so I am lucky enough to on this show have Sean from Alisana. He is the lead singer or, you know, it's it's weird to say lead singer and I talked to him about this on the, sh on the show as well. He does clean vocals and unclean vocals. And then there's also Dennis who does unclean vocals too. Uh, but then also Sean does the rhythm guitar, 
which I was incorrect before because I'm so used to focusing when I've seen them live on what he's doing. He is the rhythm guitarist, not the lead guitarist. Uh, but I had a great, great talk with him because not only did he give me Alisana news, we also talked about his label Revival Recordings, which is just killing it right now. I got to talk all about it with him. So make sure you check out www.revivalrex.com. So that's Revival, R-E-C-S.com. And then you can check out Facebook.com slash Revival Rex and then Twitter.com slash Revival Rex because they have some big announcements coming up probably around this week. So make sure you go ahead and check out their stuff and see if new bands are signing up to Revival, what else they've got coming. I can't wait to let you guys know what Sean is planning for this summer. They've got a ton of stuff going on. All Alisana fans, make sure you're ready because there's a lot of cool stuff coming on the way. All Revival recording fans, make sure you're ready because there's a lot of awesome stuff coming your way. Uh, I just really couldn't believe that I got a chance to talk with Sean. Keep an ear out for that because that's coming up soon. Uh, and I know you're really going to enjoy it because I know I really enjoyed it. Same with Frameworks. Make sure you check out frameworksband.com. There you can pre-order the new album Smother uh, and really help out the band. So make sure you do that as well. So I think that's pretty much it for this week. I mean, had a great interview with Cole Roland. Once again, make sure you check out all of his links in the description. Make sure you look him up on YouTube. See his awesome videos that he's been able to make. Really, really good stuff. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the interview because uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and share the show if you're enjoying yourself. Hopefully you are. Like I mentioned before, I am trying out new co-hosts for the show. So we'll see where that goes. For now, it'll still be me <laughs> trudging along doing this. Hopefully everyone's still enjoying it. Trying to still get the news out there. I just don't have anyone to bounce off you know, random ideas that come to my head. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, but I'm still enjoying it. Still getting tons of interviews. So look forward to that. Uh, they're a lot of fun. So once again, you're listening somehow and I, I very much appreciate it. Hopefully you're still enjoying the show. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. Please, if you do get the time, Rate us preferably five stars on iTunes. Uh, share and subscribe. That's how we, how I see. I almost said we again. How I keep track of all this stuff, uh, and it it really helps uh, to go up in those rankings, especially for a show like this that I love doing. Um, so I I very much appreciate it. You can also go ahead and download and stream all the shows from www ianhates.com as you probably know i also have the other podcast that i do ian hates movies and that's the same exact stuff that i just mentioned uh, my co-host is still there uh, and in fact we had a special guest come on the show recently because we just released the episode where we dissect independence day resurgence and i almost said independence day regurgitation again because it is not a good movie. Uh, but feel free to check that out. That would be awesome. If you can do the same thing, uh, rate, subscribe, share. That would be amazing. Much appreciated. And then if you want to interact with me, if you want to get in touch about trying out for the co-host position here on Ian Hates Music, you can. Through Twitter, it's Ian Hates Podcast. On Instagram, it's Ian Hates Podcast. Again, so same thing for both Twitter and Instagram. 
on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then you can also email me, ianhates at gmail.com. So once again, guys, still love doing the shows, love interviewing people, talking about new music. I've been working with people to start doing different segments. Like I think this is going to get really fun. So hang in there. And what we'll do for the end of the show, like I mentioned before, I'm going to play the Cole Roland song featuring Lauren Babick, the remix slash cover of Every Time We Touch. So I mentioned that before. I think you're really going to have fun with this song, uh, and I'll leave you with that. So tune in next week. I have Luke and Wyatt from Frameworks. It's going to be a lot of fun listening to that. Uh, There's some pretty weird stories in that interview that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, And then, yeah, just enjoy yourself. Keep tuning in. Subscribe, rate, and share. Those are the big things. So I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.